Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. For access without lines and action without limits, my bookie has you covered. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Use the promo code Drinking Bros for a fifty percent match. Up to $1,000 with mybookie.ag. Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports. We have one of our old favorites on the show. One of the goats. Maybe the goat You're of all time. hitting goat. Pete Rose is on the show. Welcome back, Pete. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, boys. How you guys doing down there in Texas? Never been better. Just got back a little bit ago. I apologize. Uh, it was hard getting a flight home out of Louisville. We were actually at the Kentucky Derby. That's fun. That's, that's nice of the outfit you work for. Send you. Uh, do you go to the Indianapolis 500 too? Yeah. So we we own a ticketing company, DrinkingBrosTickets.com, and uh, and we get to go to all the big events. We try to do a live show every two or three weeks. Obviously, uh-huh. we got we got shut down due to COVID. Um, but everything is starting to get back up and going. And the Derby was our, our first event. And we went all in. I, I bet on Baffert. I, I bet on Medina Spirit to win. Well, you know, I mean, everybody else got all the publicity, but Baffert always gets the trophy. What was that? His seventh uh, Kentucky Derby winner? Yeah, yeah. That was number seven for him. And, you know, just before we, we, we went on air, you and I were talking about it, of how did they let that horse go off at 12-1? to 1? Well, he must have, uh, you know, had the credentials that, some of the other horses had uh, because them Kentucky betters are pretty smart. You know, they usually know uh, what horses are going to, and what the prep races, which ones were important, which ones weren't, you know, the Florida Derby, the San Anita Derby, the Wood Memorial, you know, all those horses. And evidently uh, Bob Baffert's horse, I guess it was just out in Kentucky or excuse me, out in California. Didn't go back East for any of the races. Did it? No, and and you know I think he bought a derby. Uh, I mean, yeah, so many derbies now. I mean, uh, and usually the horses that well, you got to get the points to qualify for the top twenty. You all know that. And uh, but Baffert had two or three horses better than that one that got hurt earlier in the year. He did, and this one was uh, just a horse, I guess, to train with the others. Um, the ones that got hurt that you had mentioned were out, and so he eventually just let this one race and didn't really think anything about it, but because it was Bob Baffert, I put my money into it. Now, you know, you've been on the show three or four times at this point. I know you love horse racing. Yeah. Yeah. I do, especially this time of the year, you know, because of the Triple Crown races, and, and of course you like the Breeders' Cup. Uh, that's always important. That's, that's two days of seeing the best horses in the world run. Uh, it's kind of fun. I, I like to watch Santa Anita. I like to watch Del Mar. Uh, I'm not a big Aqueduct fan. Uh, Gulfstream's not bad. Oakland's got a good meet. They got good pur- purses down there at Oakland. Uh, but there's, you know, and of course, Churchill Downs and my home track, Turfway Park, is redoing the whole the grandstand now. You know, you know, Churchill Downs bought that and they tore down the old the stands and they're building a beautiful uh place to race over there in, in uh, kentucky you know oh. turkey is in kentucky yeah 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 are you still out in vegas or are you there in kentucky 
Yeah, I'm, no, I'm right here in Vegas looking at Aria right there. Mandalay Bay is right there. I mean, I live right across the street from Aria. I'm on the fifth floor uh, of the 35 foot, uh, you know, building called Panorama Towers. But because uh, I work here, but I haven't been able to work here since the pandemic. I haven't worked. I haven't worked since March 13th of of last year. Yeah, because Which is- what I do is I sign autographs five five hours a day, 18 days a month. And uh, I don't do it at the casino. I do it at the mall, at the MGM, an art and music store. And we got to have customers. And by the way, this is the only city in the world where my gig works. Because last year, I know you guys probably aren't aware of this, but last year, 62 million people visited Las Vegas. And they, were expect- they were expecting more the past year, but then the, the virus hit. Man, it's incredible. Yeah, because whenever I go to Vegas, um, you are a staple there. Uh, like you were saying, uh, you know, y- you sign almost every single day. I can't remember a time, and I've been going to Vegas for 20 years at this point, that you haven't been there. I, I You know, shit, it, I forgot what it does to somebody like you during the pandemic. Um, what's it like now? Are you back signing? Are you no. still? No, because it, we got to wait for the occupancy at the hotels to get up because they're uh-huh. not going to go they're not going to pay me to go sit there and not sign autographs you know they have to get their money back i hope we get back in action by july 1st because uh i went out today for breakfast and traffic is bad the airports are crowded so it is starting to pick up uh here in las vegas and uh, i think people will eventually start coming back because this is a great city and it's a lot of fun yeah, and if you, and if you're out there, you got to stop by and, and get an autograph from from Mr. Pete Rose. Now, I understand you have your own website now where you're making picks yourself, and people can actually bet on your winners. You pick, yeah. you pick, you pick trade.com. It's a Mexican company, and what we do is we pick a couple. You know, we don't pick eight or nine games a day. You can't do that. So we'll pick two or three games of baseball right now. And we might throw a basketball game. We, we threw two in the air. Dan got lucky and won those. And we might throw a puck line hockey uh, team in there. And, and you can pay so much a month uh, to get on our, our website and take advantage of the knowledge that we have uh, as far as picking baseball. If what you do you think that knowledge? All right. So I hate betting baseball. Hate Why? it's an unpre- it's an unpredictable sport. So I was going to oh, ask. Oh, oh. All sports are unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But generally, I feel okay with like the NFL and college basketball as opposed to. But what do you look for? My whole point being, what do you look for when you're picking a baseball? Okay, here, here's the way you handicap baseball. Okay, who's hot? Who's not? Who's pitching? Who's not pitching? Okay, is the team good on the road or are they better at home? Is the team better at home or are they better on the road? Is the team won four in a row and they lost six in a row? And who's pitching for them? It's all about pitchers, okay? You can't figure it out. The Reds-Cubs game hit 10 home runs yesterday. The Dodgers had two guys yesterday. Two that knocked in 15 runs in one game. Yeah. How in the hell can two guys on the same team knock in 15 runs? I mean, there's so many home runs hit now. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh I hate to say this. I don't know how you guys feel, but baseball is not my, 
that that is it's kind of boring to watch today. Well, because was, there's no hitting and running. There's no uh, nobody's stealing. Okay, all they do is swing for the fences. Well, Everybody, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I look, I I lean the same. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist. Of, yeah. of back back when you play. I want to see nine inning games. These yeah. new double headers that are seven innings apiece, I don't like that. I hate that extra. How putting a guy on second in an extra inning game? Uh, that, was my, that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> what the hell is that all about? Nothing bothers me more than putting a guy on second during an extra inning game. I cannot stand it. And to me, it feels like we're getting further and further away from what the game used to be to what it is now and i'm with you like i i'm starting to lose interest even as a fan when you go to the stadium yeah. you know I, i've got kids i go to take my my kid to get a foul ball now there's netting all above us you can't catch a foul ball anymore well and i they, understand that because they get they got tired of people suing baseball when they get hit with line drives but but there again uh you know you put a man on second in an extra inning game and i watch i, I watch two games every day okay sometimes three I don't ever remember anybody butting a guy over. Right. It never I'd happens. Rather be, I'd rather be on third with less than two outs. Yeah. And what happens? The infield comes in. Now a 200 hitter becomes a 300 hitter. A 300 hitter becomes a 400 hitter. And you got a better chance to score. But they just, nobody wants to bunt a guy over. They really so, do run home run. How would you, I always find it fascinating. So like all of this, the launch angle and all that crap, all the home run or strikeout. That essentially all came about is kind of like this is the end product of uh, Moneyball crap, right? Where it's you know let's just optimize our our our, our at bats or whatever as best we can. But the inverse of that is essentially that all started as like an insurgency, right? That all started to uh, get an advantage in a different type of league. But now that whole league's that way. So if you were a manager because you managed for a while, how would you want a team constructed to sort of go against the grain and take advantage of what they do? Well, one thing you got to understand about managing a baseball team, coaching a football team, bat, basketball, hockey team, uh, you manage based on your personnel. Okay. If you have a short ball uh, roster, then you got to play short ball. If you have a long ball roster, then you got to play long ball. Don't do something that you can't do because you're not going to win. And most of these guys today, most of these rosters, are based are based on dropping that back shoulder and lifting the ball and hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Now, Hank Aaron hit 755 home runs, okay? And to my knowledge, he never hit a tape measure home run. He just hit home runs. Yeah. And they make a big deal out of, oh, he hit 470 feet. He hit 464 feet. I don't give a damn. If, if, if the fence is 330, you got to hit a 331. Okay. Don't make a big deal out of that. He hit a 470. Now, if you get an extra run because you hit it over 450, then I'll worry about hitting it 450 feet. But, I mean, name me a rule that baseball has changed in the last eight to 10 years that's helped the game. You can't, you can't take guys out of second. You yep. can't take guys out at home. You can't pitch inside. Okay. The one thing they ought to concentrate on is what everybody complains to me about is how you speed up the game. Every pitch, you guys watch it. Yep. Guy steps out and readjusts his glove. I saw a guy the other night. He got in the box and he stepped out and readjusts his, his glove and the guy didn't even throw him a pitch. 
Okay. I'll tell you one way you can speed up the games. It will cause some arguments. I know. Okay. Because till this day, you know, when I played, let me explain real quick. When I played, uh, four umpires walk out behind home plate, start the game. One of them's got a mask in his hand. Okay. So he's the guy behind home. Now, right away, when I saw him, I knew, was he a pitcher's umpire, a hitter's umpire, a low ball umpire, a high ball umpire, okay, a good umpire, or a bad umpire? And I just wanted him to be consistent that night. But when I watch these games today, I have no idea what the strike zone is. I see more balls right down the middle of the plate, and they're called ball because they're low. If these umpires will start – the rule says the strike zone's from the knees – to the armpits. Mm-hmm. That's what we know the rules uh, rule says. Uh, if these umpires call because the pants, the guys all tuck their pants into their shoes, right? Okay. Start calling strikes down there. And watch how fast they pull their pants up. <laughs> <laughs> because if umpires call start calling more strikes, you're going to speed up the game. Okay. And there's so many pitching changes today. Guys, it takes time to switch pitchers, whether you're bringing them in from the bullpen, you know, like hell, most, most teams will use five, six, seven pitchers every night. And, and, and if you watch TV, which I know you guys do fans in the stands, what are they usually doing? They're doing one of two things. Okay. What are they doing? They're on Off their phone, their phone yep. or eating or eating. Yeah. 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 Um, and we, we had a uh, Brett Saberhagen on a, a couple weeks ago yeah. and, and Brett was like, Man, I I don't remember many games where I didn't pitch at least seven innings in in that game. Today, it is a whole different world. He he goes, man, if I play today and can just go five innings, congratulations, you're a hero who's going to get you know two hundred fifty million dollars. Well, see, that's that's why that's another reason why there's so many runs scored today, based on what you just said, because starters won't go late in the ball game, and most teams, not all teams. There's a handful or so that got middle, middle relief pitching. And I, and I do a survey on this, believe me. Most runs in baseball games today are scored in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings because most guys got starters and everybody's got a closer. Okay. What are middle relief pitchers? Guys that aren't good enough to close and they're not good enough to start, but they're going to be on the rosters and they give up a lot of runs. And the teams that will win are going to be teams that's got good middle relief pitching. You watch, you you watch that survey. It, it's true. I'm telling you, I, oh, I watch it every day. Gary oh, Cole pitches. He's going to go late in the ball game. Max Scherzer is going to go late in the ball game. Degrom is going to go late in the ball game. But how many of those guys do we have in the world of baseball? Because there's so many teams today. Okay. Who'd have thought Kansas City's got one of the best records? Yeah. Milwaukee's got one of the best records. The Dodgers, you know, they won the World Series last year and they added the best pitcher in the league, you know, when they got the kid from uh, Cincinnati, Bauer, Trevor Bauer. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're a better team, but they're struggling right now because they're not scoring runs. So okay. how did how did the Reds, because I noticed this just doing uh, extra research. I know, I don't know, I didn't know a ton about the Big Red Machine in terms of pitching. I knew about, you know, like Morgan and you and Griffey, all those great guys, uh, Concepcion. But 
how'd you guys deal with it? Because the, the big red machine's pitching was was kind of unspectacular. Well, it, it wasn't unspectacular. What it was is they didn't get the publicity because of all the great players. You know, if you got if you got three or four Hall of Famers on a team, you're not going to talk about the pitchers, right? Oh, I mean, look, Barry Noah was a good pitcher. Jack Dillingham was a good pitcher. You know, we had some good pitchers. I mean, you got to have some pitching to win games. We didn't win every game nine to eight. Okay. Right. But I'll, I'll, I'll never say that the big red machine uh, was the best team of all times, but I'll tell you one thing it was, it was the most entertaining team of all time. We had RBI champions, batting champions, home run champions. We had, we had a, it's just right. We had gold glove catcher, gold glove shortstop, gold glove second base, gold glove center field. No other team had that ingredients. We had white stars. We had Latin stars. We had black stars. You know, we had perennial all-stars like Griffey and Foster and Geronimo and Concepcion. Then you had Morgan Benjamin Perez and myself. You know, so we, we just had good personnel. And we didn't win every game nine to eight. We won some games two to one, three to two. It's just the way it is. And I, and I think that, that is that is also what's missing from the game is that there isn't enough big personalities like you guys back in the day playing in today's current sport. And I think that's what's hurting it as well because the, the, the face of the game should be Mike Trout. He is not exciting. He does not want to do press or interviews. And he's reluctant to be the face of baseball. Well, ability-wise, you know, he, he's one of the best, if not the best. Uh, but the, the thing I don't like about Mike Trout is it's not his fault, Okay. He don't ever see same. He don't ever seem to lead his team to the promised land. Most really good players will get their team to the next level. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's got good teammates. He's got Pujols. Uh, he's got Upton. He's got Rend- Rendon. Uh, he's got some good players on that team, and but they just don't ever get over the hump. Mookie Betts. He's another good player. But he's, he's hitting about 250 this year, making 400 million. He'll get hot. He's a real yeah. good player. But there again, uh, you know, Mazes and Aaron's and people like that, they got their teams at the World Series periodically. And Mike Trout just can't get them over the hump. It's not his fault. He has the best stats every year. But there again, you get guys that all of a sudden they start playing for stats. You know, let me tell you something, guys. What do I have? 26, 28 major league records, something like that. You know yeah. what my you know what my my best record I have is I played in 1972 winning games. That's 250 more than the guy that's second, and that's Carl Yaskrimski. Because nope. I helped my team win, not only in Cincinnati, but when I went to Philadelphia, we won a World Series. Then I had good teammates when I played. Four or five months in Montreal had Carter, had Dawson, had Brains. That's three Hall of Famers right there. But you know, that's, that's a stat that nobody ever brings up, by the way. That's that, and that's a great one. Why does nobody ever bring up that stat right there? What the winning? Yeah, because that's the only reason you play. You don't exactly. play for any other reason than to win. Yep. I tell kids, I tell kids this every day. I'm going, I'm going Wednesday to the University of Oregon to talk to the baseball team. And that's all I talk about is winning. And I tell them, it's not, the hardest thing is not making the big leagues. The hardest thing 
is staying in the big leagues. I was able to make it, and I stayed for 24 years. A lot of guys make the big leagues. No wonder two years later, they're out of baseball or they're back in the minor leagues. you got to work your ass off once you get to the top. That's just common sense. And if you can be around a bunch of guys, I played with 11 Hall of Let me give you guys a stat. This is interesting, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you guys that I played with, teammates of mine. These are my teammates. Bench, mm-hmm. Schmidt, Larkin, Morgan, Perez, Frank Robinson, Tim Raines, Andre Dawson, left-hand pitcher Steve Carlton, right-hand pitcher Tom Seaver. Every position, my teammates were Hall of Famers. Now, what other player can say that? Think about that. I got to play with a Hall of Famer at every freaking position. That's why I won so many games. Yeah, and, and in your opinion, who is the best? Like, like just God-given natural talent where you're like, that is the best I've ever played with, given that you've played with all of all of those Hall of Famers. Well, I'm pretty lucky, guys. Let me tell you something. I can't, and I'm, I'm not going to give you a name because they're all friends of mine, okay? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I played with the greatest catcher ever benched. I played with the greatest third baseman ever, Mike Schmidt. And I played with the greatest second baseman ever, Joe Morgan. And I played with Frank Robinson, who was a top five player of all time. Now, if you ask me who's the greatest player of all time, I'm going to tell you, Babe Ruth. And I'll tell you why. Because Babe Ruth did something that Michael Jordan couldn't do, Wayne Gretzky couldn't do, Tom Brady couldn't do, but he did it by going to this town or that town for three games. They sold out every game and enabled those teams to grow. He saved the sport after the 1919 Black Sox scandal. I don't know if Michael Jordan could save basketball. I don't know if Wayne Gretzky could say they're goats in their sport. You mm-hmm. you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goat in his sport. I don't know if he could save football, but I do know Babe Ruth saved the game of baseball. And that's why, as far as I'm concerned, he'll be number one for eight. He don't have the greatest stats, okay? He still has home run records. Or excuse me, he still has World Series records. Babe Ruth still has World Series pitching records. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and you know, you're 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 right. Like looking back on it, people who saved the game, Ruth yeah. saved baseball. Uh, during the '80s, I felt you know Magic and Larry Bird saved basketball. And then yeah, even yeah. A- after the strike in '94, '95, I felt like it took McGuire and Sosa to re-save base. Say resave baseball again. What can baseball do to save itself from what appears to be the inevitable? I mean, I, well, you keep, we've been you playing keep... this game. We've been playing this game of baseball uh, since 1869. Red Stockings. First night game, 1935. Crosby Field, Cincinnati. The game has survived pretty well since 1969. Quit changing the rules of baseball. And they, they changed a different rule. I don't know who now is on that rules committee, but he just keeps changing rule after rule. And, and the guys who changed the rules never played a game of baseball in their life. They all yeah, went right. to Yale. They all went to Harvard. <laughs> they got great, uh, you know, they got great credentials as far as going to college, but they don't use any common sense in, in the game of baseball. I mean, I go to my, I got a little uh, grandson, five, 
plays T-ball, these kids on T-ball are starting to drop their back shoulder trying to hit the ball <laughs> in the air. Okay? And I got a son in high school in Cincinnati that plays baseball. They're doing the same thing. The, the lords of baseball are ruining the game. I hate to say that because I'm the biggest baseball fan there is. And But they're, they're, they're just taking all the fun out of the game of baseball. You guys see it. You yeah, know. agreed. Yeah, I, I, I watch it every day, and I'm, you know, I'm curious. As such a baseball fan, um, and then you know, obviously the Hall of Fame thing, which, which we've talked about ad nauseum with you on this show. Are you friendly with with Manfred? And does he ever reach out and say, "Hey, what do you think we could do to improve no, this?" No, uh, Art Giamatti did. Art Giamatti was suspended me. Uh, I went to his room a couple of times on the road. And he asked me advice about the game of baseball. Manfred's a good guy. Okay, I, I, I'm not against Bob uh, Rob Manfred, but someone's working for him that keeps changing these rules. <clears throat> you know, I couldn't play today if I couldn't break up a double play, or if a catcher's blocking a plate, I couldn't knock him over. I'm trying to be safe. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. You got to play within the rules. To be fair, I think you'd kill a lot of shifts. Oh, I, they wouldn't shift on me. I right. got 5,000 hits. Yeah. <laughs> they knew who to shift on. I mean, see, there's you can't win a bad championship if they shift on you, if you don't go the other way. You just right. can't do it. Ebner Doubleday, when he invented baseball, the reason he's got a left fielder, a center fielder, and a right fielder, he wants you to use the whole field. He don't want you to use just one, one part, whether it's left field or whether it's right field. I'd be embarrassed if they shift on me. <laughs> I would burn him. I would burn him. So would Morgan. So would Tony Perez. You know. Why so don't Frank I, Robinson? Pete, we're the same as you. We got some sponsors who pay for us to be on the air. Forgive me. The first one is KillCliffCBD.com. Uh, title sponsor on the sports show. Twenty-five milligrams of CBD in every single can. Flamin' Joe is out. Joe Rogan's new flavor is out. It is in the world, and everybody loves it. It's uh, pineapple and habanero. I'm, I'm, I still, I'm a grape guy. I'm a grape guy. I drink some before bed. There is no THC in this, so you will not piss hot on drug tests. So if you're out there and you're military or first responder, you're going to take drug tests, Dude, there is no THC in this. I would not trust any other drinkable CBD product on the market than KillCliffCBD.com. Also, they got the promo code DRINKINGBROS. Gets you 20% off and free shipping. And that is a big deal when you're, sh you're shipping cans. Trust me. Uh, we know it from the seltzer. We're going over the shipping prices as we speak. And, uh, man, uh, that's, a, that's a deal. Hopefully, we can get you the same deal sometime. But I, I don't know how they're doing it. It's amazing. I uh, get a case every single month to my, my house and uh, since I've not been in my house, I have missed it. So, because whenever KillCliffCBD.com is in the office, everybody fucking drinks it and I don't get any. Uh, I've hid some cans around uh, like some places that are, are very hard to find. And that's the only way I've kept at least two. There's two in the office that you don't know about, fake dance. I don't want to hear fucking bullshit. Good luck finding it. Uh, go to KillCliffCBD.com today. Promo code DRINKINGBROS. Gets you 20% off and free shipping. Next up is a little my bookie. Sorry, Pete. I know you've got another one. We we gamble with my bookie. 
Uh, it's it's mybookie.ag slash drinking bros. Finally, we got our we got our URL back. I feel good about that. Uh, sign up now. Use our promo code to get your first deposit matched up to a thousand dollars on mybookie.ag slash drinking bros. I think mybookie.com slash drinking bros also works. Um, but uh, we got a, we've got a lot of shit to bet on. Man, that derby was fun, wasn't it? Went a lot of money on that derby. Uh, throwing a lot of money on the fight this weekend because we're going to be there. I know Dan Holloway is actually going to make some picks Friday as well on baseball because we're going to the baseball game Friday nights. Uh, but let's be honest. Baseball and basketball seasons are long. And with, with up to 400 potential games a month, it can be hard to maintain excitement from game to game unless you're putting a little skin in it. With my bookie, whether you're placing a wager on your favorite team, player, just looking for kicks, mybookie.ag gives you tons of betting options and they make the deposit process super simple. Uh, like this weekend, uh, Canelo fight, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet that. I'm going to take the under, I think 10 and a half is a little high. Uh, I, dude, I got breaking news here, like right now. I mean, just, just before, uh, the show goes on air, homeboy skips his press conference. Saunders skips his press conference. Apparently he wants the ring shorter. I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but they're, they're trying to line up a backup opponent for, uh, for Canelo as we speak. We will see if that happens or if this is just some kind of mind game, but, uh, either one, I'm getting the fucking bet in now, brother. I don't think they can change that. Go to mybookie.com slash drinking bros or mybookie.ag slash drinking bros. Now sign up, use the promo code to get your first deposit matched up to a thousand dollars. Click the link or visit the website and use our promo code drinking bros to get a free deposit bonus. Start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. In addition, this is a new one. Uh, we will be having a DB10 code, uh, which is now active um, and offers customers a free $10 bet, no deposit required. So if you're already a customer and you're like, yo, I'm already on fucking my bookie, uh, put in DB10 and you're going to get a, an extra free $10 on there. So you might as well use it. It's free. It's, it's just free $10. So if you're already on my bookie, just put in DB10 as your promo code, and you're going to get a free $10 bet on anything you want. Uh, so do it, get wet, and, uh, and enjoy the fight this weekend. Last but not least, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Sleep in comfort, sleep in style. Sleep like Michael Jackson, like, the, like you might never get out of that bed again. Like you might OD on fucking whatever was injected into his shit by that doctor. That's how good a sleep you'll have. You don't even need the drugs or, or Dr. Conrad. I don't even know how I knew his fucking name, but it did. Uh, and, and then boom, congratulations. You wake up feeling fresh and alive. More importantly, MJ's fucking dead, dude. Uh, but if you want that kind of sleep, you can get it in a ghost bed. For sure. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Everything's 30% off in the entire store. Adjustable bases are 40% off. It's great. It's great. Go there now. Use all these deals and use their 36-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest there. 
and uh, and couple it together. Couple the fucking deals together with the no interest, and then it's like you'll get a whole new mattress set for fucking thirty five bucks somewhere in there, man. And that's just a ballpark because I'm dumb. I'm dumb at math. Somewhere around there, but eh, do it. Take advantage of it now before Biden fucking takes that money back. I don't know if he can do that or not, but but maybe. We'll find out. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, I've, I've got a question. Why don't these guys ever we drop used to, down wait, we, we used to shift, believe it or not now, you guys know this. We used to shift on McCovey. We used to shift on Stargell. Yep. Now, how much? How much of that was positioning versus full-on, like, shifting? You know what well, I mean? Well, because those, those guys never seem to hit a ball to left field. Right. And that, that's the only two guys I can re- really remember shifting on. You might shift on Dave Kingman. He was a home run hitter. He never hit the ball to right field. You know, a lot of those guys, you, uh, remember when you were a kid, you used to play and you didn't have enough guys, you made right field and out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You hit the right field, you're out. Okay, I never played in that league because I always hit the ball in the right field or the left field, the opposite way. That's, a, <laughs> that's why I got so many hits. I used the whole field. You can't use half the field. You can't use a third of the field. It's not going to work. So now that you're working with, uh, you know, um, you pick yeah. trade here, how do you bet baseball with all of the rule changes? Um, does that influence your picks on your, your website every day? Well, first of all, uh, I'm glad you said that because I'm not betting on baseball. I'm picking baseball. Correct. And there's a difference. I'm picking, yeah. I'm picking baseball for you if you pay the, uh, the fee per month. You get my picks. Okay, that's the way it works. And uh, we're doing pretty good with it. And there's a lot of guys in this town here that are, that are what we call, I guess you would call me a handicapper. Mm-hmm. A handicapper. I'm picking games uh, every day. Not a lot of games. I just, I look over, I have nothing else to do uh, but watch TV. There's nothing else going <laughs> on outside. And I'm waiting for four o'clock to come around for the games to start. I like the Yankees tonight. Okay. I like the Dodgers tonight. You're going to like the best teams most of the time. Uh, but there again, who the thought Kansas City was going to have the record they got when the season started? You know, they'll come back to the earth. They'll come back to earth. Do you like seeing it? Huh? I said, do you like seeing a team like Kansas City win, though? Because they don't play, they don't necessarily play the long ball that the drop shoulder. Like they're a bit more ball and play pressure on the defense. Well, that's another thing that Joe Girardi does in Philadelphia. He hits and runs. He bunts them over occasionally. Uh, you know, he's an old school manager. Uh, but there again, if, if you don't have the personnel to do what you want them to do, you don't do it because you're going to fail. Because let me tell you something about athletes, uh, especially baseball players. If you put most baseball players in a situation where they'll fail, they'll fail. You got to put them in positive situations. Some guys don't want the ball with bases loaded, one out, bring him in the game. He needs to strike out. A lot of guys don't like that situation. Bob Gibson would like it. A lot of guys don't want to have the bat in their hand with a man on second, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. You need a hit to tie the game, hit to win the game. A lot of guys don't want that situation. Your great players want that. Your Hall of Fame players. They want that situation. See, old cliche, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of the kitchen. There's a lot of players today that can't stand the heat. Sure, they're great when it's 10 to 1. You're swinging from your ass. 
You hit a home run, <laughs> ten to two, and you're laughing, going around the bases, and you're laughing. When you, I watched baseball games last week, guys. I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. I watched three different games when guys playing the damn game didn't know how many freaking outs there were. <laughs> we're running off the field with two outs. I said, what, what the hell is going on? You don't know how many. How can you play the game? You don't know how many outs there are. Yeah, it's, it seems like there isn't that pride like there used to be. Uh, let me ask you, you see a guy like Tatis get a deal for $350 million. How much do you think you would be worth today in today's game if, if you were playing? Well, I'd, I'd be making uh, probably as much as you guys combined. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd, be, I'd be making $35 million a year. That's yeah. fine. That's my mom and dad's fault. You know, <laughs> right. we, because let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I was so lucky to be able to play against Stan Musial, Mays, Aaron, Clemente, play with Seaver, Carlton, Frank Robinson. I mean, that era of players was really good. Uh, the first Hall of Famer I played with or played against was Stan Musial. That was his last year and my first year. And his last hit, we were playing in St. Louis. He got a hit to my left. Right fielder picked the ball up, threw it in the meat. I took it over, and it was Stan's last hit, and I handed him the ball at Old Bush Stadium. You know, when I broke his record, 36-31, I was in a Philly uniform. He came out to first base in Philadelphia to congratulate me. That was the first guy that I played against went to Hall of Fame, Stan Musial, five yep. years that year, retired. But there were so many good players, you know, I played with Willie Mays. I played with Hank Aaron in all-star games, with McCovey. You know, I played against Yaskrimski, A-line. I mean, so many, Harmon Killebrew. So many, so many good players that played in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I, and I, 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 I told you the teammates I had. Yeah. I mean, what other player can have teammates like that? You know, we didn't win every year, but we won 1,972 times. And that don't include all-star games. I played in 17 All-Star games. How many games do you think we won the National League out of the 17? Uh, I, I know you won the one against Fosse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was in Cincinnati. The only game we lost was 71 in Detroit when oh, Reggie wow. hit the ball off Doc Ellis. 16 what? out of 17. Why? I'll tell you why. Because when we played in All-Star games, me, Mays, Aaron, Clemente, all those guys, we were playing for league pride. You didn't go from American League, National League, American League, National League, National League, American League. You stayed in the same league most of your career. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now that, that you, we had no interleague play. Yeah. Our interleague play was all-star games and spring training games. That is one of the things I think a lot of people are just way too young to even understand now. I grew up in St. Louis, so and my parents grew up watching Stan Musial and they have the same feeling you have which is uh National League versus America we always I remember as a kid my I'd be like dad who are you rooting for and he'd be like the the national in the World Series the National League team every time every every time you never rooted for oh, the American man, that team. was a, that was a deal with when we played the all-star games uh the American League had good teams that could really compete in the World Series they probably won more World Series than we did at 17 year period but as far as the all-star games, I'll tell you why we had better teams in the National League. The top teams in the American League were good, but the expansion teams weren't as good as ours. And the reason our league was better, I believe, 
we had more African-American players. Why? Because we had seven AstroTurfs. You need speed on AstroTurfs. And don't ask me why, but African-American players give you speed. They give you speed in the outfield. You got to have speed in the air with that AstroTurf. And we catered to more young players that were African-Americans than the American League did. They've caught up since. But in the 60s and 70s, we were it. That's why we were so good. Yeah, and I look, I think it's no big secret that us us white men are slow. You Look, you did us a service by uh, – uh, showing off your speed, it was just like, yeah, you are our dude. No, he, it's hustle for him. It's hustle. That's <laughs> it. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. I bet, I bet neither one of you guys can jump either. <laughs> <laughs> None. No. I can't jump at all. No. I'm terrible. When, when I get when, when, when I get movie, s- when you're a movie, white man can't jump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think that guy was lying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everybody's we, we afraid to admit that. We won't get in trouble about talking like this because it was truth. It was it's still true. true. It's still I mean, true now. So yeah, African Americans are hungry. They're hungrier than we are. Don't you agree with that? That's yes. why they dominate believe- so many sports. They're hungry. They're yeah, hungry. the way to make a good living. And what you know, white kids are lazy. They're coming from Portland, and they they feel more entitled. I get it. I could go on a, about this forever. I tell you, uh, another guy that makes out with the athletes today, the people who sell all the jewelry. Some of these baseball players got three hundred thousand worth of jive around their neck. I don't yep. know how they run the bases. Uh, hey, love- and they and they come into the locker room beforehand. We had a we had an athlete on before. Uh, from the NFL, and he says, look, opening week, there was a suit guy that comes in with racks of suits, and you buy suits. There's another guy that comes in with jewelry. You're buying jewelry from them, and it becomes a competition amongst the team to see who's outspending who. The jewelry guys and the suit guys know it, but the players, it's an ego thing, and then they're dropping a bunch of money, and they got these new contracts. Uh, There's nothing you can do about that. Um, look, I, I'd love to close out with uh, the Hall of Fame debate uh, just real quick because, you know, every time we have you on the show and in Drinking Bro Sports all the time, I would say every single day there is still a post somewhere on our social media that says, why isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Have you given up on that dream or is that, yeah. that kind of it? First of, all, first of all, let me explain something. I'm not going to get on your show or any other show and complain about not being in the Hall of Fame. Because I'm of the course. one that screwed up. I screwed that up. Okay. As far as worrying, I'm not, listen, I turned 80 years old last week. Okay. So I'm not going to go to bed tonight and pray that I go to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to pray that I get up tomorrow morning. That's what I'm going to pray. But I got the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame in Cincinnati. I got my number retired in Cincinnati. I got a statue, a big ass statue, right at the ballpark. So, and I'm from Cincinnati. I was born three miles from where the Reds play at <laughs> Great American Ballpark. So my life is complete. Now, if I'm ever given the honor of going to Cooperstown, I'll be the happiest guy in the world because all my teammates are there. But I can't live the rest of my life. You can't either worrying about something that's probably never going to happen. It will probably happen once I die, which is really sad because when you make the Hall of Fame, it's really for two people. It's for your family. It's for your fans. Mm-hmm. That's who. That's who Hall of Fame is for. 
Okay, your fans love it because they love you. And your the fans love you because of the way you played. Okay? And I got a lot of fans out there. Because Tons. I'm still relevant. I mean, I'm yeah. on your show today. I'm doing a show after I'm done with your show. So, <laughs> and, and, and I don't mean if, I, if I'm ever bad-mouthing the game of baseball because I don't want to do that. Because when I said the, the game was boring to watch, you know what I meant because you're – you're going through the same thing I'm going through. Was was baseball boring to watch when I played? No, not, not at all. I know not of. at all. Yeah. And and I look, in my opinion, it was the best era ever. You got to play in that and live it. Whereas uh, this new generation, uh, they don't really get to experience or, or or get to have that magic, that that feeling of magic when you go to the ballpark to see guys like you play. I think that is missing from the game today. And I talked uh, to a kid the other day who was seven or eight years old. It was the first time ever. He didn't know who Babe Ruth was. Yeah. Yeah. I said, not, well, first of all, he must not like candy bars because they got right. Babe Ruth candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not know who Babe Ruth is? Yeah. That's, it, it, it's absolutely crazy. To me, to me, that's like saying you don't know who God is. Because <laughs> <laughs> in baseball, Babe Ruth was God. Yeah, some some of them might not know. Some of them might not know. And, you know, with you, even though you just turned 80 and happy belated birthday, your mind is so sharp and your baseball mind is so sharp um, that I think that's why people enjoy your picks and going on your website and listening to your insight. Um, you know, I know you have another interview after ours, but we, we appreciate the time today. Your baseball mind and your insight into the game is still one of the very best there is. And I'm surprised... You don't host like Fox or you don't call the games because I can't stand Joe Buck and guys like that. Like, I cannot he, stand it. Joe's I'd love to have guy. you there. I like Joe's I like Joe. I work with him at Fox. He, you know, his dad was a great guy, too. Jack Buck, he was great with the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I have I have no no qualms about the, the, the announcers today, you know, uh, especially guys who played the game. Like, do you enjoy A-Rod on Sunday? No, I I'm not into as into him as I as I used to be. I I like him better in studio than I do in the booth. I'll say that. And I was not a fan of Jessica Mendoza, and she's gone as well. I love. I, I played I, with Jeff, Jessica to go get him in left field. <laughs> <laughs> she could, man. You know, she was on the Olympic team, played left field. Oh yeah, she yeah. Could, she could run those fly balls down. I played <laughs> with her a couple of times. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse's cool. Alex, Alex, and Frank are great to work with. I mean, Alex. Alex has to be so proper. Everything's got to be so proper. We'll, we'll do an eight-minute show. Alex, they have a stack of notes that, that big. I said, Alex, he's going to ask you one question. One day we were on a set, and I took and I took his notes, and I stole them from him. He panicked. <laughs> he almost died because I took his notes. <laughs> I mean, here's a guy. Here's a guy that signed two $250 million contracts, right? Two yep. 250s. And got to sleep with J-Lo. How lucky, <laughs> How lucky is he? Yeah. Did, he did he screw that up or what? <laughs> yeah, to, to me, his bedroom stats were more interesting than his baseball stats. Unbelievable. Yeah, you got because you got to throw Madonna in that mix as well, where you're yeah, like, all yeah. right, you know. A great, he's a great guy. I, I, he called me last. I love A-Rod. I mean, just, he, he's, I remember one time when I was talking to him and Frank about getting out of a slump. Up, back, back away from the plate, closer plate, lighter bat, heavier bat. They didn't what they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And it's common sense. How to get out of a slump, you gotta look at what you're doing wrong. 
and you make the adjustments. Hitting is all adjusting. And they said, man, it's like going to church. What's the, you talk about baseball? I said, keep telling your friends that, buddy. <laughs> you guys are great. Have a great day. Anytime, anytime you need me, give me a call. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And then give your, your website a, a shout out one more time. And then uh, let, let the audience know, do you pick everything besides baseball? Uh, are you picking the Canelo fight this weekend? No. no okay. we, Tyra, we pick uh, fights. We don't pick fights, do we? Fights? Boxing matches. No, I don't think, I don't think we do that. But if I was, I'd pick Canelo. Canelo. He's yeah. tough. He's got I, I, that, he got a $300 million contract, too. Uh, indeed he did. And, hey, we will be at that fight live on Saturday nights. Where is uh, that? Where is that with fight Chuck at? Odell. It's at Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and they're going to have six, 60,000 fans there in attendance. Wow. Well, 58,000 of them would be Mexican. Oh, yeah. Look, he's there. <laughs> he, he is the Mexican hero down there. Yeah, they, they love, they love Canelo they love down him. there. No question about it. He, he, he could run for president in Mexico and easily win. Uh, go to youpicktrade.com today. Get Pete's picks. Best baseball mind in the biz and, uh, and one of the best guests of all time. We love you every time you're on the show. Thanks for joining us today, Pete. All right, man. Have a good day, guys. All right. Take care. Right. Take care. How great is he? The best. The best. The goat. The best. You kidding me? The best of all time. Best interview of all time. That Hall guy of Famer. Is. Every single time there's guests. I would well, look, I've done what 2000 episodes at this point. There's guests that are just, they deliver every single time. Yeah. He is one of those guys who does not miss every single time that he is on air. Um, it's amazing. It's a perfect combination of uh, candid, smart and hilarious. Yeah. And, and if, say anything, if I'm that sharp at 80 years old, Oh God, congratulations. Yeah. But I, dude, I don't even think I'll make it. To be 80 years old. I'm definitely not that sharp at 35, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you and I are borderline idiots at he, this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember any. Like, I have more dementia than Pete Rose does already. Yeah, 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 yeah. At, dude, he's always with it and uh, and on it, that guy. Um, now, his picks, I didn't want to hammer him yeah. when he was on the show. I didn't want to do it, Bob. So I thought I would wait until afterwards and uh, and then hammer him on the picks. Right. But, uh the the last two shows he was on when I went up against him, who do you think won those? Uh, I'm gonna go with Ross Radamus. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the big guy. What, what were you picking? The big guy. You know, he took the Braves actually. Oh, so it was baseball though. Yeah, yeah it was baseball. Okay. Um, he took the Braves, uh, and then he told me he goes, "Look, um, fair warning. I sometimes I go with some of my favorites versus." You know. He told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a little hard. Yeah, and I said, "Look, I love the Braves. I'm a Braves fan, obviously." However, we choke a lot, and I don't think we're going to win the World Series. Um, I believe yeah. the year that I bet against him was uh, on air was the Red Sox versus Dodgers. Um, I so called, 18, right? Yep. 20. I, I called uh, Red Sox versus Dodgers, and then I had the Red Sox winning that. Okay. Well, we were, we were playing the Dodgers in the first round that year. The Dodgers were kind of – that was one of those, you're just fucked, and you just hope you steal a game Yeah. kind of series. Is. That's Yeah. There's no way if you had been like, hey, you got some money to put on the Braves? Like, I'm not fucking doing that. No. In 20, I would have no. done it in 19 against the Cardinals, which makes me want to blow my brains out. And I would not have done it last year against the Dodgers, but up 3-1, that's just that's just like person. That's not a kick in your, like, your wallet's dick. That's just a kick in your, like, your soul, baseball soul's dick sure. type of thing. Sure. Uh, let me ask you this, because I, I know you're a huge Cardinals fan. Uh, kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in St. Louis. Yeah, I know way too did. much about them. Why, why aren't you? TBS. So really? well, that's the the easy answer is that I grew so what St. Louis is a big baseball town, and 
when I was like a little little kid, like five years old, my grandpa would do like a dumb like little kid thing with the with the grandkids where uh, everyone got like a quarter on a team. Like you drew a team out of a hat and a qu- everyone put a quarter in the pot. Whoever won got a dollar, which is big big fucking deal to a child in 1992. Sure, right. Uh, and then I drew the Braves that year. That happened to be the year Sid slid. We have Sid Bream on the show later. Yep, a uh, couple weeks or Cannot something like wait. that. Yeah. So that was the Sid Bream year, and we didn't even have fucking cable. Or no, no, yeah, we didn't have fucking cable yet. So. And my parents were just big baseball fans anyway. So I remember why I remember as a six year old sitting there in the living room or whatever, watching with my parents and they all went and they're none of them are Braves fans, let alone or Pirates fans. Mm-hmm. And they all went bananas, insane. Like people don't go this crazy ca- as casual fans at baseball anymore. They just went insane. And I was like a six year old. That was probably the literally the first cool sports moment I witnessed. So I kind of fell in love with the Braves. Uh, but that wouldn't have stuck around if I didn't. We got cable the next year, like the, over the winter or whatever, and uh, there they were on TBS. And then I watched them and was like, "Oh my god, it's the team I love!" But then what what kept me with them beyond that was just like, I actually like watching pitching better than hitting. Okay. And that was kind of pitching porn. That was Maddox Glavin Smoltz. Sure, sure, sure. And all, like also, it was just I, I've said this to Holloway before. We're like, I don't get why people don't like watching pitching more, especially if you like a, the pitcher because. You get to watch the pitcher for like nine innings. If you love a hitter, like I love Ronald Acuna Jr., I only get to watch him play three, four times a game. Right, right. And, unless they, you know, they're making spectacular plays in the field. It, yeah, right. in the field where you're like, holy shit, um, this guy's the the, the greatest. But uh, yeah, I was curious because you know St. Louis is obviously, oh shit. In my opinion, I, I think it's the most knowledgeable baseball town in in the U.S. They they go. St. Louis likes baseball the way like the South likes football. Right. It's what I, even in the off season, it's all that matters. Yep. All that type of shit. And, and I'm surprised with you growing up there that you just weren't also, automatically a Cardinals fan because l- l- they've had great teams over the years. Yeah. And you feel like at once every five years the Cardinals are going to win the World Series no matter what. Pretty fucking much. I'm also just like an asshole. Yeah. And like part of me yeah. just was like, I, I, I sometimes I get too uncomfortable when everyone in the room agrees with each other, mm-hmm. and I was just like, fuck this. Fuck yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Braves. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, so a lot of it was just me being a fucking shithead, too. I Got can't, it. it's not all like a noble, cute story. Like, it, part that did attract me as well is me getting to like be like devil's advocate or what, just annoying. Like, I was just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. Yeah. I mean, look, me personally, I just wanted to know that answer because Cardinals fans, especially if you grew up in St. Louis, like, they're lifers of like, it's Cardinals or nothing. And, uh, I didn't get it. The TBS thing I've heard a lot. Now, I'm from Atlanta, and, you know, with the Braves, they were always local, 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 and then TBS. So uh, my parents were divorced, and my dad had custody of me in the summers. No matter where he lived, um, I got to see them on TBS every yeah. day. Um, same with the Cubs. The Cubs were always on WGN, um, but I was, you know, obviously from Atlanta, so I was I was a Braves fan, and we were shitty as a kid and then got great in the 90s yeah yeah yeah. And, you grew up watching in the dale murphy years, yeah right? and, and like he was fun and like the team was fun just it was weird like bob horner and uh or glenn like hubbard and those guys like, ted turner would manage a random game <laughs> yeah and he did yeah uh, and he put the the logo of tbs so back then it was called superstation uh like superstation 17 yeah so he put superstation 17 on the back of the jersey and then mlb came down real hard on that yeah. and said you're never doing that again but I hear that time and time again of the reason I'm a Braves fan is because of TBS and because they were always on every single day. They stopped doing that now once Ted gave up the team. Right. But uh, 
Yeah, it's interesting. That is actually why, random history fact, listen to Softcore History, uh, the Cardinals were the Braves before the Braves in terms of the TBS type of situation. Mm -hmm. This is like the 40s, 50s, 30s type of situation. Oh, really? They had a their their radio station still exists today. It's called KMOX eleven twenty in St. Louis. Okay, it's like the most powerful station, uh, essentially in the Midwest. And on clear nights, and you know, by the time it was like more like the forties, fifties, sixties, on clear nights, it goes all the way like down to Texas and all the way into like Eastern Colorado and up in Nebraska and shit like that. So people became Cardinals fans because it was the only game on the radio. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. That makes a lot of sense um, because yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, huh? Why? Why the Cardinals? Like, I, I felt like everybody's dad was a Cardinals yep. fan. Or, yeah. Okay. It's it was just a weird quirk of the station. It was just a really fucking powerful, and and that just well, means in terms of wattage. It's all based on watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. in terms of wattage, yeah. it was a really fucking powerful station. So my father was a a, a disc jockey, a ra radio DJ, yeah, and. Uh, Early on, shit, he started off in Peoria, Illinois, because um, what you do is you work your way up through the markets. Right. Um, and the reason why there is markets, and then some markets are bigger than others, is because of the wattage, what well, used to be, the wattage of how far you could get out your station, right. how many people could listen to it. Well, your dream is to get into you know a top 25 market. Uh, he was in Nashville for a while, which was the highest... He made it in that, and, yeah. uh, and Nashville was, was a, a pretty decent city, but the crazy thing was is... Um, uh, there was one year uh, he moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I was in Atlanta, and that's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Atlanta to right. Chattanooga, but the wattage of the station he was working at in Chattanooga was so massive, I could hear it. In, in Atlanta? In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a kid, I would get up and turn it on in the morning, and I, I could hear my dad on the radio in Chattanooga, yeah. but it was simply because of the wattage and how, how big it was uh, today. We've got the internet and streaming and all that other shit. Yeah. I, I think back to Mark Cuban on this one who, fuck, man, he that's that's what he made his money on was that radio.com. Right. Simply because he wanted to listen to Indiana Hoosiers games, figured it out, and then slowly started expanding. And yeah. Everybody else was like, hey, can we hear Buckeye games? Can we hear yeah. you know Kansas City games? Like, whatever it was, and then boom, he blew up and then bought his own basketball team. Uh, and and kind of just retired. Really, I feel like he just like he still works a lot, but it's all like none of it's high pressure. Yeah, like and, and a little it, bit. And it's fun shit. I mean, look, right? He I, I only watch has him. he only has fun jobs. Yes, but I watch him on Shark Tank, and he sometimes I'll get aggressive with him, and I'm like, "What the fuck do you care so much? You own you own the Dallas Mavericks. You're fine." You don't think that's a producer be like, "Hey, Mark, be kind of be kind of hardcore on this next one." I don't know. S sometimes no. Like I sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I think he's genuinely pissed off right now. <laughs> There was one with a patent. Uh, this guy had a patent on uh, holes inside the the inside of your jackets. Yeah, where um, you put cables for listening to uh, headphones and right. shit like that. I mean, now there's AirPods, so you're, you can kind of Already avoid defunct, that. Yeah, but uh, but I guess in these jackets back in the day, um, the the you would get a patent for each and every single one of these things. He starts yelling at this guy, "You're a fucking patent troll! I hate patent trolls. It's the dumbest shit of all time." Because I, I think he wanted to put it in some of the merch at, you know, the right. Maverick Stadium. He right. couldn't because he had to pay this fucking guy a dollar just for inventing the hole in your goddamn jacket. Ugh. Shit like that. Where I'm like, why do you care so much? Actually, that one I believe. That one I believe. I, I agree with you. Where he was just like genuinely furious, angry this, about it. Yeah, yeah. and was like, yeah. I got a soapbox. I'm gonna use it right now. We're going through it right now. With the we applied for the trademark for the seltzer, and goddamn, dude, sitting with these trademark lawyers, you you go into it and you're like, 
you learn how many different variations are of your name and the things that you're using it with and everything else. And I yeah. was like, who cares? Just we nobody owns it there in this one in the seltzer space. Just let us have that. I don't give a fuck about the rest of it. Uh, but you know, everybody else cares. I'm like, no, you've got to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh my god, if that if that was my life, I'd fucking end. Right. I'd end it right here, live on air. That's, I just I, I would end my life. Sounds like here. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's right why people air. a lot of times people are like. Uh, like your parents are lawyers. Why didn't you ever want to be a lawyer? And I'm like, um, because it's not cool like on TV. No interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, not at all. <laughs> it's the, it's the worst job ever. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, unless you're helping somebody out. I where mean, there's lots of lawyers out who, of jail who help or... people and stuff like that. Yeah, but even then, even in criminal law, like most of it's just like a fucking snooze. Like I guess you, mm-hmm. your paperwork is about like a murder instead of like a patent law. Yeah. But it's still just a lot of fucking paperwork and reading oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um right now with the baseball let's uh quick recap on this week here uh before we get out of here um who is looking strong at this point in the season in your opinion and and who's looking weak so the thing that's kind of wild right now is everything is upside down uh are are the mariners still in first let me i'll have to double double check that but we are going to that game friday night in in texas and uh the tickets were like Kind of relatively hard for they were like oh we're upcharging you guys well, for this suite. To be, to be like, fair, this is Globe Life's first year open. Mm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The stadium itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that probably has something to do with it. Uh, they do. They have some cool shit down there from what I from what I've seen in like uh, Instagram stories and stuff like that. People like a lot of just like cool. Everybody stuff said the stadium is beautiful. So this will be our first time in it. Um, and again, we have tickets on Drinking Bros. Uh, tickets So go there and get tickets. Uh, we will be at that game on Friday nights. Uh, but it but it looks awesome. Uh, but 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 some of the people we're going with are fans of the Mariners, and they're amped about the Mariners like Adam, this year. Adam yeah, Ray, yeah, Adam Ray, yeah, yeah. So the Mariners are a game out right now. Um, everything's kind of on its head. Like the Yankees are. The thing is, people are like, oh, the Yankees like are, are looking pretty shitty right now. They're two and a half games out of first place. Yeah, they're fine. Right, they're fine. The Red Sox are in first. The Blue Jays are in second. The Blue Jays in second is kind of expected. The Red Sox in first, totally unexpected. The Royals being in first. Unexpected. I know sure. Pete was talking about that. The White Sox were picked to win that division. They're one and a half games out. Right. And it's fucking May. Right. Right. The Athletics uh, are in first. They had like a nice win streak. But the, the A's, they always do this type of shit. But here's the thing the Rangers are in last place in that division. Yeah. They're four games out of first place. Four games out. The National League East, that's the kind of weird one right now where it's like, fuck, like the Braves are four games under 500. The, the first place team is, is 500. The Braves are two games out of first place. They're in fourth place. And that's I think that's the biggest surprise for me is I thought the National League East would be so dominant that every team would have a winning record. But I, I think the thing to think about is if you're playing one another, just beating the shit out of each other with these decent teams, right. um, Braves still need a bullpen, in my opinion. Or, it's, or it's getting stupid, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're fucked. But um, uh, they're beating the shit out of one another, so... They might end up having the worst record back and forth simply because you have to play each other so much, and they're so good. Um, Bryce Harper continues to be on a tear. Tatis continues to be on a tear right now. Um, but uh, uh, how about the Cardinals? Who's Cubs and Cardinals? Where are we Actually, at? The Brewers division? are in first right now. Um, the Cardinals are in second. They're one game out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Cubs are in last. They're five games out. Now, the Cubs suck. The Cubs are bad. And sure. all the Cubs fans right now are like, for the love of God, start the rebuild because they can get some serious prospect hauls and they're going to wait. They're not going to do it right now. They're going to wait till teams really fucking need it. But Chris Bryant has is on fire. Right. 
And what I'm really happy to see, and I hope the Braves are goddamn paying attention to this, is uh, Kimbrel's back, baby. Is he really? He's fucking back. Okay. So the reason Kimbrel, people were talking about this, like Kimbrel's last two and a half years, uh-huh. they've been kind of fucked up because he, he was injured and they didn't diagnose it right or something like that. And then there's a, a pandemic year. Yep. He hasn't been able to be in a normal season to off season to season to off season groove in a, in like three, three and a half years. Sure. So he finally got to do that again for the first time in a while where everything's normal. There's no injury situation. And he's just back. Sure. Uh, look. I don't know what the Braves are going to do. I, I I just I'm I'm stuck on this one. There was rumors of trading for Rizzo as well. Uh, I I don't. Well, I don't I know don't where know. you put him. I would take Brian over Rizzo. You put Brian in the outfield if you needed to. Yeah, uh, and then Kimbrel. God, he's so fucking hit and miss. Like I, I just be worried that he shows up on the Braves and misses, and yeah. then you're like, well, all right, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with with the Braves bullpen, but that team, just man, anything. it's just yeah, you know, it's just off by a hair. We're two games out. Freddie's not. Freddie hasn't been hitting. No. Uh, Ozuna hasn't been hitting. It's basically just been Acuna's on fire. Uh, Riley of late has been really good. Austin Riley yeah. at third base. He's got like a four hundred on base percentage right now. He's hitting th- in the three hundreds. So that's nice to see. Chippers. That's the guy that they basically hired Chipper to handle. Yeah, because uh, that that kid was. Getting real close to be like, all right, we're going to yeah. trade you and move on well, with it. And it, it, he was mentioned in the Rizzo trade. Yeah. For I a mean, while. he's a big prospect, but he's just kind of like a big, dumb guy with a long swing. I mean, not, yeah. not dumb, dumb, but like he just looks like a big, dumb guy with a long swing who, when he when he barrels the ball, will hit it 400 feet, mm-hmm. but got to get him to barrel it. Got to get him to barrel it. Yeah, right. Is he going to barrel it? That's the that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, either way. Uh, stay tuned, um, you know, throughout the week uh, for the rest of our shows here on Drinking Bros Sports. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Drinking Bros Sports on iTunes and Spotify. It is a separate feed. It is no longer part of the Drinking Bros podcast feed. Uh, we've got crazy celebrity interviews on there all the time, like Pete Rose today, which it, it, I, it's always a dream when Pete comes on. It's it's always the guy. Oh, he's the, the guy will just give you gold every single forthright. Time interview we've had i mean him between him and michael irvin yeah the other day yeah i um, it's just these athletes i i want to i aspire to be uh retired athlete levels of uh not what well, not tactless that's not the right word but just like not no filter fuck. yeah no yeah. filter <laughs> yeah and, and clearly these guys don't give a fuck which is great i know we miss that in sports they really today. should have a like uh, like a alternate feed, you know they have like a they have an English feed, a Spanish feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need just like a, a don't give a fuck feed for annou- announcing games. You know what I mean? Well, I know, I know Pete's you know picking games on the website and all, but imagine if you put Pete's picture in picture with just one baseball game every single day. He says he watches two games a day. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Easily. Imagine just Pete Rose Easily. talking about what's going on throughout a baseball game for fucking three and a half hours. I'm yeah. in. I'd, I'd pay whatever dollar amount 100%. Uh, best in the biz. Uh, for Hot Bob, Ross Patterson, shit. Drink, we're the Drinker of Sports here. We're the, we're the sports show, goddammit. Uh, good night, everybody.